Welcome to his own base. This is Dylan, and tonight I have a very special guest. Um, a little bit of like a Father's Day edition. Um, tonight I brought my dad. Dad, say hey. Hey, I'm Dylan's dad. <laughs> uh, I'm James Johnson. James uh, Johnson. Stage name Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it took a little convincing, but I finally got you over here, so that's cool. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um. Basically, I got you here. I want to ask you about everything music for you, and oh, wow. go from from go from the beginning, kind of. Wow, that goes back better than fifty years ago. Uh, that's cool. That's uh, what I want. That's I want to know all fifty yeah. years of. Oh it. man, actually, almost fifty-five years now. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. It started long ago, and uh, I guess it's uh, with my dad and your grandpa. At, uh, it started with him, and I've always known him to uh, play guitar, and he was good on the harmonica also. Yeah. But uh, he uh, he played in uh, bluegrass bands back then. Yeah. And I think I was about 10 when he first got my my first guitar, and a little parlor silver, silver tone. Kind of like my Stella's up there. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much the same thing. About yeah. the same thing, a little sunburst guitar. Yeah. And, and didn't know any chords. Uh, actually, uh, he showed me how to get G chord. Oh, nice. So I would go with them to gigs and, and uh, sit over in the corner and Just watch their chord. hand. And uh, <laughs> as, as, as soon as they were striking the G chord, yeah. I'd go to beating my framing my guitar, you know, a little, little silver tone and just uh, tearing it up. But if I change chords, I just stop. I yeah. freeze. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty soon after that I started chord changing and learned the basics, you know, uh, uh, G, C, and D. Yeah. And uh, which is pretty much a lot of bluegrass. And so, <laughs> Traditional bluegrass, yeah. let me say. You've always been a bluegrass guy. Pretty much all my life I've been a bluegrass guy, but not long after that, I, I got with some guys at my school, yeah. and uh, we uh, we started a little band together. Yeah. Uh, back then, you called it a combo. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the combo you drive through and get at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a Dead little jokes. band called Combo. <laughs> Dead, so <laughs> this this is this is a. Uh, Late 60s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is a mid to late 60s that uh, that we were playing. And, uh, this is when you This, is, bongos, a, this right? is the area where, where uh, the monkeys and the Beatles were pretty popular. Beatles, Three monkeys, Dog Night. Three Dog Night. Dogs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was a lot of good bands back then. And yeah, and yeah. we pretty much followed that, that style of music. Uh, later on, uh, got into country. Yeah. And uh, which bluegrass, I, I've not left that love yet, okay? Because that's that was my roots. So well, uh, you're still very much a bluegrass stay, guy. Stay, stay. Uh, my roots is in bluegrass, but uh, over the years, I, like I say, after the little combo thing, uh, another friend of mine he played country, and my teen years, I uh, was pretty much a a big country fan. Yeah. Went to Merle Haggard. Uh, concerts yeah and uh things like that and we were big in merle haggard he and i and we'd get together and jam a lot together just dean uh, talking about dean dean merritt uh, yeah, dean he's Merritt. no longer with us but he awesome he guy. loved his uh country you know landon and, has his guitar 
Oh no. Landon has no. Dean's Telecaster. He bought no. it from Dean a long time oh, ago. My word. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that, <laughs> I'd like to see it. Uh, Dean moved to Nashville a little bit and uh, lived out there yeah. with some of the stars and, and played, you know, some gigs there on uh Music Row. And, yeah. uh, he uh then he moved back here and he had a family and he wanted to move back here and be with them. But uh later on, uh, after the I guess the country era there in uh, high school yeah i was back into a little bit more of a uh, uh rock and bluegrass sort of rock strange combination well man but now it, that's the thing i mean it now led, got... led to something pretty big yeah. later on because uh when i got in my 20s uh, i think i was uh early 20s no I was in my teens when I bought my upright bass. That's what I was curious about. I was wanting to know when you bought the upright. And what? It, it, it's not a K. What is it? It is an Engelhart. It's an Engelhart. Okay. Uh, Engelhart actually, upright. Full, full uh, scale from, upright. Bought it from a pawn shop they call Camel Pawn Shop down in still, Winston. Still there. Winston <laughs> and uh, they still had there. to order it for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the time that I bought it, I was working a, a small job and then saved up. It was about $400. Which uh, I think the base now would probably run twenty five hundred or more. Probably more. Uh, I think Engelharts are usually running about three grand these days. Uh, this base here, uh, it's got a small neck on it. Uh, plays very easy. Uh, I left the action high on it and uh, learned to play it with yeah. a high action in, in order to get the volume. Yeah. And uh, when I bought my base out, uh, people knew it because it, you loud. could hear it. It is loud. As uh, a thunderous, good base, uh, a still, I still coming. have it. Yeah. Uh, I, w I wouldn't get rid of that lady for nothing. No. She's uh, she's a part of me and That's your... part of my, uh, well, just a part of me. It's your right arm. I uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, went on a, a lot of weekends with her yeah, yeah. and spent nights with her. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loved her. And, and we won't go any further. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, she has been <laughs> good to me. It's a real fat bottom girl right there. <laughs> yeah, she's a nice, nice, nice bod. She's a little thick. A little thick, yeah. Long, sure. long skinny neck. Big, thick girl. And a big head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we would, uh, she uh, won me a lot of uh, prizes yeah. over the years uh, at Fiddler's Conventions and uh, places we'd go to play. Yeah. Played with some awesome uh bluegrass bands uh some of the people i have i actually played with or play professionally now alan bobby in grasstown uh he was a mandolin player that i played with a lot during his teen years i was his bass player and alan's gone to do real well and they are uh i think they've won some awards this year uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's, anyway. Get back to, let's get back to you. All right, so, because I got you here. I, okay, so your musical journey, I, as a kid, when I first started buying guitars and stuff, you always were like, eh, whatever, it's, it is what it is. It's just another guitar. Yeah, it's just another guitar. And you you always played your Martin. And you got a Martin, it's a D28. I have a Martin D28 Herringbone now. It's 1985. I bought it's good, it in Martin. the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, it was a one-owner. 
I remember yeah, you buying uh, it. I remember uh, we going. I bought fifteen hundred for it, which is a great price. Yeah, and it is a super uh, good guitar. Mm. I, I wouldn't get rid of it for nothing. You've always been a Martin guy. Um, before the Martin, I know you you have a little Gibson LGO. I know yeah. that one. The Yamaha was uh, the Yamaha. my guitar choice yeah. back then. We have still. We have. We that still one. have the Yamaha. Yep. FG. FG three thousand. Three hundred. Is it 300? It, yes, okay. FG 300. Like the hummingbird. And uh, you're, you're pictured with, well, actually, Pa, my grandpa, uh, your dad, is pictured with that on the back of your album. We did bluegrass gospel for a while. <laughs> I did the bluegrass yeah. gospel thing. So I've been all over uh, yeah. the genres of, yeah, of yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. With uh, From rock to country to bluegrass. And now uh, you've gotten into I, jazz. I'm doing some. I'm doing learning some jazz. I enjoy the jazz. I like the blues. Yeah. Uh, some of my guitar uh, idols that I, I love and icons is is like Chet Atkins and yeah. and uh, Tommy Emmanuel and people like that that I I like to follow. Uh, Tom Gray was a bass player for Seldom Seen back in the seventies. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I played with a uh, a band about the time we got married, my wife and I, and uh, so we're 40 years ago, uh, <laughs> about 44 years ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. we we had a, a bluegrass band, and this is where the rock and bluegrass came in together. Yeah, we we followed a new grass revival. Yeah, uh, which played at Woodstock, yeah. and. Uh, we did our own thing, which included uh, uh, songs like uh, Amy and uh, Amy, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, 110 Soldier, uh, one that never heard soldier. anybody yeah. bluegrass doing, yeah, yeah. Uh, which it's is a Billy Jack tune yeah. off of that movie. Yeah. Uh, we do Somewhere Over the Rainbow back in the 70s. And it weird. just blew people's mind oh. that we were doing things like this and a lot of Charlie Daniel stuff. And then we had our own thing that we did a lot of writing also. Yeah. Steel Rail was the name of that group. And uh, we had a, a full piece band with the Dobro and everything. Yeah. Took first place a lot of places on every <laughs> instrument yeah, yeah. and band. Killer band. Yeah. But when we went somewhere Same. where it was a traditional judges, no. they just didn't understand our music. So that's where our our, uh, our uh, love for uh, rock and bluegrass and country, it, uh, it was like a blend. And that's you great. hear a lot of that today in, uh, on the radio. And, that, and a lot of the bluegrass pickers today are playing the more modern type yeah. or uh, progressive style, is what they call it. Yeah, progressive they use bluegrass. The classic way of playing is just they've thrown it into these new forms of music. So oh, yeah. Pretty, they, pretty it's, uh, back then, uh, uh, Tony Rice was coming along yeah. and uh, David Grisman. Okay. And uh, they were doing what they called dog music, which yep. was uh, uh, originated out in California with yeah. David Grisman. Uh, sort of blew people's mind a little bit. They just some of the radio announcers says, "Well, they say it's bluegrass, but it's not bluegrass. <laughs> well, it's a gypsy jazz, yeah, uh, combination of bluegrass it's and gypsy jazz." jazz. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I like taking the genres and 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 mixing them up a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. Even with the gospel, I do a lot of gospel now. Uh, I still love uh, a little bit of soft rock. Yeah. 
Uh, never been into the metal. Uh, but uh, well, you say that, but I know I can I can keep up with you. <laughs> I can keep up with I, you. I know but, otherwise. But uh, yeah, you like some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, I, like I said, uh, it was that little bit of that rock background metal. back in the uh, <laughs> Three Dog Night and all that days, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, coming along. Totally, totally, totally. So uh, it it was good years back in in uh, my teen years where we could listen to stuff like Righteous Brothers and and uh, yeah. Beach Boys. And that's that's that was the music back in my oh, day. Yeah. Oh, my and now. it hasn't went away. Oh, man. My Amber just bought me a Beach Boys album. She bought me Surf's Up, which is the one from the 70s. Yes. It's got the, the guy on the on the horse riding the horse on the right. cover, you know, that cool paint album. Oh, man, that's such a good album. I've been digging it so much. Oh, such a good album. But, um, but yeah, no, it's... Um, so I was, this is like a straight up gear podcast kind of thing, just question. So before you got your Martin, how many guitars did you go through? I didn't go through quite as many as you did. No, no, what no, you definitely have not. Here. Yeah, I, definitely you've, not. Got, you've got a uh, inventory okay, here. Really <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, the little silver tone, I would have liked to have had it back. Uh, uh, what I started out with. Yeah. Uh, I had traded it in. Uh for an old Stella Harmony, uh, and uh, it I played it for a pretty good while until yeah. I, I got my Yamaha, and uh, I kept the Yamaha I guess uh, the longest. Yeah. Uh, I did uh, buy the Gibson, and matter of fact, a lot of these guitars and instruments that I've bought, uh, banjo, mandolin, auto harp, yeah, uh, guitars that Just I have. I bought my bass, you know, elsewhere, but a lot of them came from an, an old man uh, that used to make instruments and repair instruments, and he lived in town there in King. And, uh, oh, let's see, Ernest McGee is his name. He's, he's dead and gone, but he was a woodwright. Uh, I mean, very yeah. intelligent person, engineer-wise. Not he any can, relation to the other McGee's, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, uncles, grandpa. uncles to uh, oh. the McGee's, Ralph oh, okay. McGee and all them. Yeah, yeah. Ralph, uh, Ralph, Ralph McGee. Yeah. Uh, I knew Ralph and Rex when they were young. but uh, Local musicians. Local, local musicians. Local guys. So. But uh, very popular in this area. Very, very good bluegrass guys as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that whole family was, uh, you know, just deep in in the music yeah and, really. but uh all these instruments come from with this one old man you we would my dad would take me over to his house and uh it would be on a saturday afternoon you know and we'd go over to this house it's just a small trailer it's been added on to about three times <laughs> and uh, it even had like a basement you go oh, down right. the steps you know <laughs> go down the steps to an add-on you know put oh, on the cool. back of this house yeah. and, and uh he, he would pull out <laughs> instruments i mean pull out instruments and pull out instruments yeah i have a wyman uh mandolin that dates back to 1920s yeah and yeah, uh, it came crazy. from him a style it, mandolin is uh, so weird yeah. yeah it's a it's a pretty little instrument i just put it up not played it but uh he he would pull out instruments from everywhere and i'd get I'd get a hold of one, and me and Dad, we'd hang around and play a little while, and before I knew it, we was bringing one home. So, uh, 
Yep. Even my little Gibson, uh, my LG. Gibson LG, uh, it, uh, it came from there. Uh, I wouldn't park from it, even though you oh, tried that's... to take it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just seen it not getting loved. I was like, oh my gosh. But it's okay. Uh, Don't worry, it, it's loved. It's where it needs to be. It's good. It's good. It's fine. It's all good. But um, I remember you, um, one of the guitars I've always, it's been an elusive guitar for me. I haven't been able to get one. Is uh, you had a, a little Tesco hollow body, I think it's an ET 200 hollow body or something like that. Probably one of the first electrics, uh, I bought. Yeah, you uh, had like a whole uh, harmony two yeah. amps to go with it, probably. Yeah, and uh, uh, the little Tesco, I actually gave lessons with it for a while. I yeah, I, I can't remember um, who all I taught, but uh, I've given bass lessons and guitar lessons over the years, so yeah, but uh. That, uh, being that I was so much into the bluegrass thing, I ended up getting rid of it. Yeah. And, uh, I just stay, I sort of stuck with a upright bass. Yeah. And, uh, that became my instrument of choice for a long period of time. Uh, because of the bands I was with, uh, we had good picker, uh, guitar pickers, and we had, uh, banjo, fiddle, uh, mandolin, uh, dobro, all, all the instruments, you know, on the bluegrass thing. And so the, the electric thing, I sort of got away from it. Uh, until, it's funny. And, until me. And, until you came out. And, uh, I remember buying your, uh, first bass. Yep. I think we got, went down and we got a, uh, Pier- oh, is that, um, Pearson's music? Pearson's music, we got a five-string washburn. Washburn, an RB2500 active Uh, bass. A natural. Yeah, I saw one on Reverb recently, and I'm so happy I traded it for what I did trade it for, because it was only going for like 150 bucks. I came close to buying it, because I was like, cool bass, but... It's a funny thing, I never did play a a five-string. Yeah. And then I turn around and buy The first bass I buy you You was a five-string. You were very stoked to get that bass. I think you were almost more excited than I was about it. I was. I remember going into that store, and there was this, um, there's like a lime green Epiphone fire, like Thunderbird bass hanging up on the wall. It was a reverse Thunderbird. It was also five-string. And I remember you saying, no, you don't want that because it's, ugly and nobody wants an ugly guitar you want this wood one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> want it, this it was a beast spring. it was heavy yeah and i just remember um and this is um this is this is a funny thing but i remember the guy who was selling it to us is this bigger black gentleman and I, I just remember him being like oh yeah man that's that bass man that's one of the best bases he, he did man, some slap one, on it that's one of the best and yeah he slapped it man we were just, that's one of the first guys we ever really got to see play slap bass in person like that because from where we're from the, the background we're from we just didn't see well, it i did slap so, bass on the upright yeah but not on the electric <laughs> so it was just a whole different you know ball game but um i think it kind of blew both of our minds and um later on when i ended up selling that bass i, I just remember taking it to Shannon's pawn shop and um b was still there and i remember I, I, b was the one i traded it with he he took that and i traded it for a jazz bass and i remember when i traded it he said what business do you have having this bass anyway yeah. and i said what do you mean he goes this is a black man's bass <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but that's good yeah <laughs> the the Guitarists have no race. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
<laughs> but but uh yeah i just uh, i always thought that was a funny funny thing but um but yeah i do remember that bass um i've always been curious if you if you could go back and instead of doing an upright what would you like what would you have gravitated toward well, I was a guitar player to begin with, yeah. and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Randy Falk, he lives in King, is a, uh, one of the most awesome songwriters I've ever met and come acquainted with. Yeah. I've seen him throw away dozens of composition books full of songs <laughs> at one time because a girl may have made him mad. Uh, or he broke up with one, but he has written so many. He has written so many songs, and he is still an awesome songwriter. Yeah, yeah. He is a train lover, and he's done a lot of songs. He has a lot of train uh, uh, CDs out. Uh, Randy does, and uh, very good musician. And he and I, uh, we will play music together during the John Denver years oh, and things me. like that. So <laughs> okay, we did a lot of that type of yeah. music. It's yeah. a soft uh, uh, rock, I guess, or pop. Yeah. Uh, you'd consider. Yeah. Today, but uh, John Denver, he's still a big fan of a lot of people. It's a big and, concert uh, coming up here soon. It's a John Denver lookalike guy. It's gonna be coming. It's like a tribute yeah. thing. He's gonna be in Greensboro. I mean, it. I saw the billboard for it the other day. I was like, wow, that dude looks like John Denver. Just, <laughs> just recently, uh, <laughs> I, I learned a little bit of sunshine on my shoulder. Uh -huh. And so, uh, yeah. that uh, beautiful song that he wrote, and, uh, you know, Country Roads and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, and, yeah. I think some John Denver. Uh, it's, some it's, John some, it's some good stuff. And yeah. you, we've played some over yeah, the years. Yeah, we have. Yeah, and, but uh, Randy and I, uh, I think if I had not gotten back into the bluegrass thing, it was his uncle that I started playing uh, bass with. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and that's one of the first bands I was with. Uh, I remember going to fiddlers conventions <clears throat> on cold nights and with my action high on my bass, I did a lot of slap bass. Uh, I remember going in one night and as soon as I walked up on the stage, I noticed something red on the bridge <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cold outside. I didn't realize I had worn two huge blood blisters Ugh, on the end of my fingers Ugh, i mean uh, they no were point. just uh, almost took up a third of my finger the Ugh. blood blister did and one of them had busted Ugh. under the fingernail and it slung blood on, Ugh, my, yeah. on my bridge see that's metal right there see you say you never ended a metal but uh, man, you're getting I mean, blood all over your well, base <laughs> there is a certain song that we had been practicing outside <laughs> yeah, yeah okay to do on stage yeah and I took a break on it, yeah. and it was a slap break, uh, slapping. Yeah. So here I am. I just noticed this. I'm looking at my fingers, and they're just bloody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it comes time to take my break, I I laid into it. Yeah. And I think I took second or third place that night. Well, you better uh, bet. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I mean, I slung blood. Yeah. And I, in well, the judge's eye. That yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, that, that bass has seen some days. And, yeah. uh, but, you know, so from the steel strings to the cat gut strings and yeah. and uh, the, uh, the wound strings. Your hands have taken a beat uh, over years. I, I've learned to uh, play that bass uh, and not let it get the best out of me. Yeah. 
But uh, like I say, the Tom Gray era, I uh, followed him a lot and learned his style. Yeah. Uh, walking uh, the bass a lot. I like to do a lot of walking bass. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but slap bass too. Uh, some people may not like that style, and that's okay. No, I but think I, what you do, slap, is so different. I feel like you have a like a James Johnson like I may have style. My I think signature style. Yeah, because I've watched other upright basses do slap, and the way you have you you just have this real percussive. Just it's you are a one man band when you're doing your slapping. It's yeah. I mean you can you really can carry so much yeah. with just that and it's it's well it's i didn't bring it with me tonight so you i know i wish i wish we had it. Be hearing it i know well, another day maybe another yeah. day i wish we did but we have we got some bases so we might i don't know well, maybe who knows we'll see but um yeah i it's always you've always blown my mind playing upright and i'll be honest with you at you know growing up i feel like i never got to see it enough you know like i always wanted yeah. to see you play bit upright more yeah. um so but you know maybe plenty of time still to see <laughs> play up right so but um it's just gotta get it up from out from the the room that's in <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but uh i understand that but um it's collecting dust in the corner it's collecting well it's it's in a nice bag it's in a nice case it right is in a, it's in a I nice do, case it's worn out a couple of cases yeah like i know i remember that last case you had before well, i got you the case that you have now yeah, it was like old canvas yeah it it old was canvas very old canvas it got to where it was so thin you could practically see through it yeah <laughs> and it's crazy i couldn't imagine it's, carrying any of my instruments in a canvas. yeah man <laughs> i can't imagine having any of my instruments in that can of canvas case it's good some nuts and how you would carry it i mean i remember we would load it up you had a you had a ford explorer and i remember we'd load it in there and we'd have to lay down one seat and you just would slide it right down oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, I, when i first started playing bass and, and before i got mine yeah i i would borrow a bass from a, a man that uh lived about 25 miles from me yeah and i would go to his house on friday evenings and get this bass it did not have a case <laughs> and it had a lot of of uh, uh war scars oh yeah on it it helps i'm telling i'm telling you it uh but it was a sweet bass it was a key yeah and uh was it i would i had a uh, cutlass salon which was a two-door sedan oh gosh and uh yeah, i would lay the, the i would lay the, <laughs> i would lay the seat down oh gosh. And, uh, and pull it forward and stick the Head the body something. back in the back seat and yeah. the head would barely lay on the oh on the gosh. dash and oh i'd take gosh. off on the weekend so uh and Nuts. then sunday afternoon i'd be carrying that bass back to that guy it's like the equivalent of putting like an ampeg 810 cabinet into a like a sedan <laughs> oh yes oh, yeah. but, uh, it, uh, but that's how i traveled a lot yeah and, uh, uh your mom matter of fact when she started dating me she had to sit on the console a few times. Yeah, well, few yeah. Uh, with that big bass, and she's like, I'm dating this guy that plays this great big guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he plays bluegrass. The long guitar. <laughs> the extra long model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the big and tall. <laughs> but in any case, it, that was That's the days I took. Yeah, was. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Until no. I got my little... Uh, S10 uh, <laughs> uh, Love pickup. Matter of fact, love Chevy Love <laughs> with a camper shell. I was I was good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so these days, um, I got you um, 
playing electric more, which is great. And you you've gotten into this jazz thing. You're doing a lot of jazz chords and stuff. I know Tommy Emmanuel was like a big like once you found him, you were like, whoa. <laughs> uh, he he, uh, he was a big influence on me yeah. because his style. But uh, he plays a lot of genres. I mean, he's he's all over the place with it. Uh, you went into that Django Reinhardt phase. The, the Django, that was cool. uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's uh, the jazz part, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you the hear these guy. guys play all this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess uh, before YouTube come out, uh, uh, I would wire out a uh, turntable. Yeah, and uh, I would, I'm telling you what, <laughs> uh, I could put a, uh, an album on there, and I don't know how many times I would have to move a needle until I learned yeah. the notes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for hours at a time in the room uh, with the turntable and my bass, uh, sweat and uh, blisters, and that's that's practice, practice. Practice. I can't say that enough. I've been playing the guitar now uh, close to 65, uh, 55 years. Uh, it's going to be 65. Uh, I've been playing close to 55 years, and uh, it's practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one thing you never uh, accomplished guitar players, I believe, out there will tell you today, and professionals also will tell you to practice 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 there is uh, always something to learn uh always a style always a song uh i've, I've picked up a few things from the youtube <laughs> which has been very nice <laughs> we all have. It's okay. that's and uh and I, I like it yeah uh, but uh and it's easy to go to now uh but uh tommy Emanuel had something to say on there one time and and he's learning, uh, you know, the finger style of Merle Travis, uh, uh, which is uh, similar to uh, Chet Atkins' uh, yeah. finger style uh, playing, where you're playing the bass strings with your thumb and yeah. the rhythm and the uh, and the lead. So uh, he he said, practice, 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 and learning uh, the lead in more than one place on the uh, the fretboard is very important if you can uh learn it in in two or three places uh that same lead you, you'll accomplish more and learn a lot and that i've learned a lot like that um, i'm liking the jazz part uh i'm like i said i'm really green at it been practicing a lot but learning a lot of uh the major seven chords and and yeah. this and uh dominion chords uh yeah. So uh, I I enjoy that. Uh, it's, it's cool. I've it's been something different it for me. I I would uh, uh, Djangoology. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that bluegrass style. <laughs> yeah. That's I cool, mean, man. Uh, uh, yeah. That would be something uh, uh, interesting to introduce to uh, people on stage. You should start a YouTube and, channel. You talk uh, about YouTube so have much. A, have a banjo with. Uh, uh, some of those chords and uh, the fiddle coming in there, which, you know, David Grisman, uh, Tony Rice, they set stage for all that, too, yeah, yeah. with the dog music, gypsy jazz, oh, yeah. and the uh, bluegrass together. So, and I played with a lot of great musicians that play that style of music. Played bass then, 
never got the chance to learn the guitar licks or the chords. And so it's uh, fresh and new to me and I'm enjoying it. Here I've been playing 50 some years and, and uh, learning a lot still and practice. Practice, practice. See, you're the you're the rare bird though, in the sense of like, there's so many men who are your age who came kind of the same way, came up the same way you did, in the sense of like they came up playing guitar, and but that was what they played. They just played guitar, and so the fact that you came up playing bass more and doing the upright, it just gave you that musical edge that other people didn't have because you were still versatile. Uh, yeah, and I've told uh, people. Uh, that I played with in the past, like Alan Bobby, when we were uh, on the road some and, and doing things together, and he wanted to go professional. He he hadn't even got his license yet. I was picking him up <laughs> uh, and taking him to these places, and he wanted to go professional. I said, uh, well, you, you're going to have to branch out and diversify yeah. in, in your music. Learn your instruments. And uh, so he has. He's a very accomplished uh, musician, and uh, won many awards. He, he lives in Myrtle Beach. He's got his own recording studio. Yeah. Lives down at the beach. But uh, anyway, I, I think a lot of people like that. Uh, uh, but it has a lot to do with diversifying yourself and, and learning a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, music is, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, uh, it all blends together. I don't care what you're playing. If, you, if it's got one string or, or uh, a sitar with... Many yeah. strings. Uh, uh, you can still make music. Well, when I was growing up, one of the first things, okay, when you gave me, I think the first guitar you gave me to play was an Alvarez. It was this Alvarez acoustic, had a big old broken uh, bridge, had that uh, huge crack going across the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And you gave me that, and you're like, mm, you can strum it. And he taught me, um, you taught me Wild Thing was one of the first things you taught me. You were really <laughs> It's just EGA here. Like, yeah. You just play EGA and just do that. <laughs> but um, you said, you know, you, you got the turntables and you wear records out. Well, it wasn't long after I got that guitar that you guys bought me this big stereo system. Right. You got me that big Iowa stereo system sure. with a five-disc CD changer. And you were practically like... Go play music <laughs> and, and go have fun. Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that's how that, I learned. It you was, put those the the well, uh, you laid down one toy and picked up another one, and yeah. that toy yeah. is here today. Yeah, oh, yeah. it'll go with you Full through force. life. Yeah, I never got rid of the Ghostbusters, but like oh, everything else, you know, is <laughs> your, your, your uh, guitars or, or your it's the life toy. That's that's, that's, it. that's it, man. That's your companion. But um, yeah, I, I just I remember that. I remember you coming up and. Um, you would help me learn certain songs I couldn't quite get down. I remember you coming up and me like, at the time it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think we were trying to learn the bass line for Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, songs. Yeah. And you were you were fighting some flea bass lines. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is a upright bassist pulling some flea on this. You yeah, know, I think at crazy. the time I had the, I had the red Washburn bass. May have. Yep, yeah. that was the, the B10 active Washburn bass that yeah. it came from Uncle Al. But, uh, yeah, it was a, yeah, and I had that little guitar amp at that time. Um, but, yeah, I've always I've always been curious about, like, what you had before. You know, I've always been curious. You never really talked a whole lot about it. So, I, like, I know you've had harmonies and stuff in the past. And when I got the silver tone, you said you've had a few of the harmony models. Um, like it, the, the, um, I can't remember the names of them now. 
But yeah, I remember you talking about all those and just different yeah, things like that. The Stella Harmony the and, models and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and and uh, the Yamahas. And yeah, I've had several Yamahas. Uh, yeah. And then the Gibson uh, that I still have. Uh, I bought the uh, Martin, and uh, I always wanted a Martin. I had an opportunity to buy it, and I got it. Uh, and I played it for a long time. That's uh, your guitar. That's two your, of, two your of the last guitars that I bought are the Art and Luther. Uh, I yeah. bought it, a small parlor guitar. It's pretty cool. I really liked the Art and Luther, uh, the Gooden uh, brand out of, out of Canada. And, uh, made it, by the same people who make uh, Godin Godin, instruments. That's right. Or Godin, I really pronounce it. And uh, yeah, it's a killer, killer it's, guitar. It's, uh, killer it's also the same people who make Seagull. They make Seagull. Yes, they so, do. Yeah. Yes, they do. But, and it, it feels a lot like a Seagull. It's just, it doesn't have that ugly headstock, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, it's a good little, good little guitar. I've, I played it out, and uh, a lot of people comment on it when they hear it. Sounds great. Uh, recently bought an Eastman. <laughs> oh yeah the eastman that's and a cool guitar because it's very um it's very it's modern like for you. acoustic yeah it's very uh, modern for you you're usually more of a classic kind of dread little cutaway yeah uh a little cutaway modern. eastman and uh and like i say you can plug it in and uh got, got a good sounds sound killer yeah it's got fishman's uh, and, and then that i, I like good. the eastman uh but i i'm always drawn back to that uh Martin. Yeah. And uh, if I'm going somewhere uh, to play uh, anything pretty serious, and then Martin's going with me. It's funny how you talk about your bass having high action. Your Martin has painfully high action. <laughs> well, it, I, I kept it like that. It's, a lot of people like to cut the action real, real, real low. Yeah. You know, if they're doing a lot of uh, finger picking and everything. You like the projection uh, of it and the sustain. If you want sustain, if you want the volume, uh, then you're going to have to have a little bit higher action. You got to learn how to play that higher action. Yeah. But see, uh, in the style of music that I've been playing with it, which is is more of a gospel, and uh, in uh, nursing homes and stuff, I've got a senior care ministry now, and uh, when I take it out to play. Then I'm I'm doing a lot of rhythm, yeah, guitar, and, yeah, it's and all uh, rhythm. yeah. I, I'm not going to mic it. Uh, we're normally in a uh, one room with a lot a, a group a large group of people, yeah. But uh, I'm not going to mic it, and I don't have to, yeah, because it wow, projects so and uh, and with a new set of strings, uh, then that guitar stand up to any of them out there. That's and, uh, awesome guitar, and I I like it. Uh, I, I know I could uh, set it up a little bit closer, uh, but uh, I think I'm just going to leave it like it is right now. It's perfectly uh, fine the way it is. It plays great. I love it. Yeah. It's great. And I, you know, if if I want to do some jazz, then I'll just come to your house and pick up a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've given you a few guitars over the years. I've given you the Strat and um, a well, Telecaster. You, yeah, you've got me a few yeah. guitars there I can you jam the, on. Just, you got the tenor somewhere. It's a lounge jamming. Yeah, lounge, just, lounge yeah, jammers. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lounging in my chair. Yeah, and 12 I'm, strings. And I'll reach over there and pick one up. And, yeah. And uh, it's 12, 12 strings of Fender, ain't it? I think it was a Fender. It is a 12 string, yeah, Fender it's from the 90s, I think, right? And uh, I think what else you got? It's a I think that's guitar. It. Uh, that I can think of I've got, my uh, head. Paul's guitar, yeah. Oh, the Sigma, the Sigma, Sigma little Sigma, you know, and it actually sets up like your, your, like your it, party, it, very, so. very close to it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Jeff, um, 
who was just here playing drums a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. he actually brought a Sigma here. Dude. And I gotta say, it was one of the best playing Sigmas I've ever picked up. He had the action set on the thing, just perfect. I mean, it mm-hmm. played perfect. I, I've never picked up a Sigma that played quite that good. Mm-hmm. It made me kind of like, wow, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. And um, yeah, it was one of his you know, one of his favorite lug around guitars. I think he well, you find in, in, in bluegrass that uh, the action's a little bit higher on guitars. Yeah. Uh, the bluegrass is not played uh, much with uh, uh, light gauge strings. It's more medium gauge strings, uh, which I like a medium light on. Yeah. Uh, to jam with, but uh, I feel like I got they, you. Man. When they get on stage <laughs> and they're and and they're taking breaks and and doing a lot of a, a rhythm guitar, then you know they want that volume coming out they want you that projection. did play a heavy string though for a long time i remember i remember I you buy a pack of elixirs that were like yeah. beefy medium yeah yeah but uh i i do like a medium light yeah uh, that's my string of choice i guess and your go-to uh, yeah the uh martins uh i like them uh the dark the electro and uh the elixirs yeah which you just uh, the elixirs yeah, yeah. Yeah, elixirs are good. I, I mean, for what you do, they're good. I, I personally, I'm, I just cannot get into the elixir thing, man. They are just yeah. not my, not my bag. But um, I, I'm like Diodario, everything. You know, that's that's you my. You don't like the Diodario? No, that's my uh, brand. Uh, that's, we, that's, yeah, that's my well, brand. I, everything, I, everything I in this room is Diodario. <clears throat> Back in the day when I when I first started, the Black Diamond was a was a strictly uh, yeah. choice thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we would go to uh, a pawn. Uh, it was not a pawn shop. It was a ring shop. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, there. <laughs> and we we he would sell uh, black diamond strings, and that's yeah. what my dad would buy me to put on the, my guitar. Yeah. And I have um, my great grandpa's regal in that case, and um, inside that case there is a pack of Gibson strings and a pack of black diamond wow. strings in there. Well, the black diamond's still around. No, these are. Old or I mean, in the back. Oh, I think what, you can. I know. Them? I don't think you can get black diamond strings anymore. I think there is a black diamond brand, but I don't think it's black diamond strings as if as you know them. Um, black diamond strings, like the guitar strings, are different. I think there is a black diamond bass string out there. It's a little different. Well, but you know, uh, the heavier strings on my guitar didn't bother me because I'm used to a heavy string on an upright bass. Well, you also got. <laughs> You also have these bear claw hands that, yeah. like, hey, my strat will never be the same strat that it was. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, my hands might be big, but when I, have... I went to see Chet Atkins in, in person. Um, He's a big guy, too. The first time I, we had, I, I got to see him yeah. was at the very first Merle, Doc and Merle Watson Festival. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, there, and my dad and I, we went. Set about three rows back. Uh, Chet Atkins come out on the stage. And I'm like, how does this man play a guitar like that? Yeah. His fingers and hands were so huge. <laughs> uh, which he had a nice uh, manicure. Yeah. Uh, and and he had his uh, nails done just for picking. <laughs> uh, but uh, he had some huge hands. Uh, Doc Watson. Oh, that's another idol of mine. Uh, I love the Doc Watson style uh, in the bluegrass, and he learned me. I, uh, I learned a lot from him, yeah. uh, listening to him and his style of music. He he used a lot of jazz chords, yeah, 
and uh, in his bluegrass, and uh, he was fast with it. He would, I mean, he was very fast. Even though he couldn't see, he was one of the uh, uh, great guitar players of our time. I believe that. Yeah, and, oh yeah uh, for sure. Uh, he he'll be he around. Is... His name will be around for a long, long time, Doc. Oh Wilson. yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely, especially in our neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Oh, time. Oh, we're good. Yeah, we're at 44 minutes on this. Okay. Yeah. All so right. I know you probably got a pretty hard out. And I, I didn't know whether you wanted to jam one. Yeah, we're going to do a little jamming on it. Uh, um, I thought yeah. about doing one that uh, my dad taught me, one of the first, first songs that uh, I ever learned. All right. I'm going to, actually, I'm going to pause it real quick. I'm going to okay. swap out to a bass because um, I'm going to play along with you. And um, tonight, the intro was done on a Fender Player Series a Duo Sonic that has a humbucker in it. Quick story about this Duo Sonic. So, I got this thing over the weekend. It was my, it was my birthday. And uh, I got on Reverb, and this guy lived locally. And honestly, I, I got it for a deal I just couldn't resist. You already know. I'm not going to blurt it out on the podcast. But uh, somebody had chop shop this thing up. Obviously, um, it's got Gibson parts on a fender, um, so it's a little wonky, but um, it's got some kind of crazy Seymour Duncan 59 humbucker Wow! in the bridge, and then it's got a, it's a fender, like, strap pickup, I'm just not sure what model, wow. and um, it's got the weird rhythm and treble uh, cover that you would see on, like, a Les Paul, and it's got Les Paul knobs, and it looks weird, it's like a seafoam green tortoiseshell pickguard it is a wonky guitar but it and i got it for such a good deal i couldn't pass it up and um i mean it's a fender i mean it's it sounds like a fender to me and uh even though you got this crazy humbucker which really gets loud sounds pretty cool i mean I'm not mad about it. It's a it's a neat guitar, but they, somebody tried to relic it. You can see these little oh, yeah. spots, and he yeah. just gave up on sanding right here to make oh, it relic. And uh, it's a little ugly, uh, but I kind of like it. And for the amount of money I put into it, this is an That's ugly but look, fun guitar. Sweet little guitar. Yeah, and uh, you know, short scale, just just neat, man. It's a it's a wacky one, but um. It was also, I was playing through the um, Jordan Buzz tone. If you listened to the last episode, you heard that. And I was playing through the Vox uh, Super Mini Beetle. And um, yeah, I'm going to actually swap out to a bass. I'm going to pause it and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, I picked up the Squire Mustang bass. And Dad, you're playing my Guild Starfire 1 single cutaway. Um, it's got the coil split pickups, so you can actually pull the two knobs. Okay. And that puts it in single coil mode, so, and then you can push them in to do humbucker mode. Cool. <laughs> and you're playing through the, uh, Fender Champion 40, the amp always get everybody playing through. It actually sounds pretty decent, though. I got a little reverb on it. Do you want more reverb? You cool I'll pick it? this one up because I don't see a Gretsch, and I want to do a little Chet Atkins. You know, I've been looking <laughs> at a Gretsch. I've been looking at a Gretsch. You remember that Gretsch I did have? I had one. You did. I had one for a hot second, and I really didn't like it. It was 
terrible. It was awful. It had there's that. Some, there's some good Gretches out there. There's some good ones. I have found one. There's a new one. There's a it's a Streamliner uh, Electromatic, and uh, it looks like it is. It's orange. It's got the gold oh, pickguard. Really? Beautiful, you know that. And that's got the uh, the rosewood headstock versus just the plain black headstock. It looks really cool. At the Bigsby uh, vibrato on it, and it's the double cut, like the George Harrison, Chet Atkins style. And um, they're $7.99 new, and I've been looking for one used. Because I'll be honest with you, I played one recently at a guitar center, and it might have been one of my favorite ones I've played. Because I played a lot of the new Gretches. You can love them or hate them. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because... It has a lot to do with the style of music that you want to uh, play yeah. on the guitar. But when I had... It, see, I had that electromatic. I had that double cutaway. And, you know, I had the walnut color, like the guild yeah. you got there. And um, I had that one. and uh, I had the first run of those um, double cutaway electromatics. I got one. And um, I had those really crappy humbuckers in it. They just didn't sound good. It didn't sound like a guild. Or, yeah, Gretsch. It didn't sound like a Gretsch. And also, it was thicker, a thicker yeah. body. And a little heavier guitar. A little heavier, and um, that trapeze bridge, it just, they changed it. They don't have that trapeze bridge on now. Right. Um, it's got an actual, you know, um, tunematic style tailpiece on it, um, or bridge. And uh, so it's actually set into the body on a center block. Whereas the one I had was literally just a trapeze. But the problem with that was, was it was such a cheap guitar. It was so put together in such a way that it was just... You strummed it. There wasn't enough tension over the bridge, so it would move. It was just, that was just a turd. And you know, so these new ones are really cool for the money. I mean, seven ninety nine is really good. I feel like it's a five hundred dollar guitar, though. I feel like roughly you can wait until they find one to use. But they're pretty new. Um, yeah, that's something I'm looking into. But yeah, the the guilds have always struck me, and that's something that we used to yeah, look at we, back in the day. We used to talk about getting a guild. I remember going to uh, Florida. There was a guitar store in Florida, and um, when we would go on like vacation, yeah. that was uh, at the Disney thing and at the Strip, and they always had guilds hanging up on the wall. And I remember, I remember you picked one up, and at the time I wasn't that impressed by them. At the time I was like, I was really into the Warwick basses and stuff a, like that. Uh, acoustic. No, it was always the electrics. Well, they didn't. Electric. Have, well, yeah, I mean, you like the acoustics too, yeah. but uh, I remember the electrics hanging up in there, and I remember there was a. I remember you picked up a one like my Starfire here, right. the double cut that you picked up, and it, and I remember you played it. It was like a natural colored one, mm -hmm. and um, it just being a sweet guitar. Oh, and yeah. So I've always wanted. After that, I've always wanted a Guild, and also I just Guild's just a killer brand. I mean, it's super fun. Um, underrated guitars, man, but. Anyway, um, I'm gonna let you get to playing, and um, yeah, just kind of do whatever you want to. You're here to, I'm here just to follow you, follow your lead. Just do a few little things, uh, like I say, uh, in the key of G, uh, uh, back when I first started playing guitar, I guess uh, one of the I heard a lot, and Dad would play, would be stepping up a no, uh, oh. an old old uh, blues guitar, uh, a tune, a blind uh, man. Uh, I can't remember the uh, the black gentleman that uh, that played this back in probably the early thirties. Uh, Brian Lynn Tell or something like that. Yeah, and uh, anyway, this this tune dates back a long time. I'm not going to sing any of it, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does have words to it. But uh, a lot of you folks out there probably have heard the, uh, the words. A, to a it. lot of people know it now as the Woohoo song. So Woohoo, yeah. Woohoo, Woohoo, Woohoo. Absolutely. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. It's been used a lot of ways. 
Kill Bill. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of stepping up and going to KG, right. maybe, okay? Rousing Sun with it, which is, <laughs> it sounds like an odd combination, yeah, it's cool. uh, but a House of Rising Sun, who knows uh, the history on it? <laughs> There's oh, been yeah. a, it's been a lot of uh, uh, history on the House of Rising Sun, a lot of people played it over the years, but uh, and I, I like the uh, Wind and Warm because of the Jay Atkins style, yeah. and uh, I've learned a little bit of style from different ones, uh, Tommy Emanuel, and uh, picked up licks from different ones over the years on this, so uh, I hope you like it.
Okay, well, I tried to follow it. <laughs> Once again, you're blowing me away. It's been a long time since we got the jam. Um, it sounded awesome. I like what you were doing there. It was really, really good. That was really good. Um, so we're coming up to the end of the podcast. We might do, uh, you want to do another, like, little 20 minutes jamming? You cool with that? You, you good, Tom? Meh? You gotta get out of here? Probably gotta get out of here. We'll do a little bonus song. Uh, but we're gonna end off this uh, podcast. Dad, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me on, on the on the episode. You know, it was really it was really special to have you because uh, I've been wanting to do a Father's Day one with you. And right. um, cool. I feel I feel real lucky because um, um, Austin, the other gentleman's on the podcast, he just lost his dad recently, and oh. yeah, and Mike, uh, he lost his dad, and. And it's uh, it's really hard because I you know I hear these guys and I, yeah. you know I feel so sad and I'm, I'm just so lucky to have you yeah. and um, it's it's just awesome I, and if it wasn't for you I wouldn't be doing what I do and I really appreciate I'm, I'm it. I'm proud hey. of you. And Thank you. I'm glad that you're carrying on a little bit of something I it's, I love and uh, and it's something that you can carry on through life and and grow and learn in it. It's a it's a disciplined thing. Hopefully, I can and, send it uh, down to my kids. Hey, absolutely, <laughs> it's, it'll be a generation thing too. Yeah, just sure. like my uh, Bob here. You know, we got a picture up there with four generations, and and uh, that's a wonderful thing. We just I just lost him recently. Yeah, but so, uh, so uh, it's a good thing to bring back memories and you know uh, leave something for a generation to come. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really do appreciate you coming, guys. This has been Who's on Base. Um, we're gonna do a little bonus song, uh, just me and Dad jamming before he has to leave, and uh, check it out if you want to. And uh, catch us again next week. We'll be back together doing um, hopefully the kind of the full band thing again. And uh, guys, thanks. We'll see you then. Bye.